BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. This week on Erotic Awakening, Healthy Kinksters. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. When should they stop listening? Right now. Okay, just checking. Try nice to get radio that voice there. Deep voice, yes. We are currently in. The, uh, we're in Chicago attending the Kinky College event, mm-hmm. and we're currently actually recording from in bed. I like the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so we have had a long day, so Kinky College, uh, we keep busy during this event. We have done a couple 12-step meetings. We have done a couple of classes. Two out of three workshops. Yep, one yep. more workshop on Talk Naughty tomorrow. We did a brown bag lunch on MS. And we've done a couple interviews. And matter of fact, we're going to bring you one of those interviews shortly on the podcast. Today we're going to be talking with a fellow podcaster who has mm-hmm. a health podcast. And you'll hear more about him shortly and some of the stuff you should think about when you're trying to – when you're going down the Walmart or the uh, CVS aisles and you see the horny goat weed and maca powder, does that stuff really work? And we're going to talk to a nutritionist about it. Nice. So, And we also had dinner with uh, – Johnny Jackhammer, so a podcast listener. And his and lovely his, lady. And his lovely lady, indeed. Had great conversation. So, and um, yeah, I think, where are we going with this? We, we just, if my voice sounds different, it usually is after we scene, so it's probably <laughs> a little lower. <laughs> and we just, we just got done scening down in the dungeon. That involves some screaming, so <laughs> voice is a little ragged. It's really funny. Uh, when we think about scenes in the dungeon, we think, oh, I need the heavy flogger and the needles and the um, huge paddles and the canes and all that kind of stuff. Or you just need a submissive that you're playing with or a bottom that you're playing with who has a claustrophobia issue. Yeah, so a little bit of fear play <laughs> with, uh, funny what you can do with shirts and saran wrap and stuff. Exactly. So if someone has a fear of not being able to breathe. So uh, being that Don and I just had a nice scene, we will not, this is not going to be the longest podcast you ever heard. Mm-hmm. We do have a wonderful interview uh, coming up shortly. And we do want to mention we do have some new subscribers to the often ignored newsletter. We do well. That's because we're busy with BTL right now. I'll, yes. I'll get the newsletter out. I promise. So we have Becky from England and Robert from Colorado, our new subscribers to the newsletter. Welcome, new subscribers. Awesome. Yes, that is Where awesome. Where are you going? <laughs> Uh, so other than that, we do want to mention really quickly that we've got some new likes on uh, the YouTube. And we should actually – I thought we we should be putting this on YouTube, us podcasting naked from bed. That would be something that would we could be put on YouTube. Awesome. Let's change and do that now. But Mark H. has uh, subscribed <laughs> to our channel on YouTube. Which is uh, still pretty blank, actually. It is. It is. We'll get some. We'll get some stuff out there. So uh, we're, we're kind of uh, exhibitionists like that, anyway. Yes. So I'm surprised we're not doing it. From the funny bed. thing is, with the podcast, the audio podcast that you're listening to now, I've gotten to the point where I'm happy with it. 
right? We, we were talking earlier with some audio files about the different microphones and compressors and all this kind of jazz. And it's like, nah, pretty much. I mean, granted, when we're on our studio uh, from in bed, the sound quality is not as good as normal when we have the mics all set up. But overall, I'm pretty happy with it. With the YouTube channel, I'm like, oh, I need, we need backdrops and cameras <laughs> and all this other stuff. And it's like, nah, maybe I should just relax a little bit. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, so also people that have liked us on like FetLife and such, Icy wrote me and said she stumbled across our podcast and is enjoying it. And then little one fifty eight from Fet. Some some, some <laughs> listen to me talking. You know, sometimes people reach out to us personally, and um, if you find Erotic Awakening, the Fet group, we're the owners of it. That's how to find our Fet names. Sure. So because they're reach not out Dan and, and say Dawn. Hi. Absolutely, exactly. we love when people reach out. Don, anything else you want to say before we get into this interview? I know this is kind of a short one, but uh, that's well, what happens at the end of the night. It is. It, it, well, and there's, um, you're calling it Healthy Kingsters, right? Mm -hmm. And there are people that watch, and um, Master Dan has a writing on his um, profile mm -hmm. where um, we all try to keep track of our healthy goals, and we try to do daily posts on there that um, talk about our healthy goals and if we met them for the day. And I've been really bad with that. And I have to I have to remember that I've got people watching that. There are people when we travel that are actually pull me aside and say, you know, I've been watching your post about trying to keep healthy and how you're exercising and how you're eating and things like that. And um, it motivates them. Mm -hmm. So it's supposed to motivate me. I'm in a motivated slump. <laughs> Do you think at the moment, but I'm still working at it. Do you think that um, kinksters should worry about or focus on or even give a rat's butt about weight? And I know, and the reason I ask that is a lot of people tell us the reason you know that that weight is even an issue is because Hollywood tells us that we're supposed to fit into this you know side zero clothing and. Mm -hmm. attractive people can only weigh this range and we should put a lot of energy into staying in the correct range. Um, do you, is it kind of self, uh, defeating for us to be worried about weight in the kinks lifestyle? Cause the nice thing is as we go around the dungeon tonight mm -hmm. here at kinky college, there is all shapes and sizes of people. There is. And, but I think, um, I was healthy at a larger size. I used to be 80 pounds heavier. I do not have diabetes. I do not have high blood pressure. I don't have a lot of medical issues going on that people automatically assume heavy people have. Mm -hmm. I know people like your size, which is slim. Uh, average. I okay, go slim. average. I'll go average. All right. So, but you've been borderline high blood pressure mm -hmm. for a while. So you can't tell by looking at people if they're healthy or not. One of the reasons that I wanted to get um, slimmer, smaller, lose a little bit of weight was because there were things that I wanted to do that I didn't feel like I could do at a heavier weight. So, and as, um, no, I don't have diabetes or anything like that now, but I want to make sure, you know, I want right. to do everything that I can. I'm, I'm trying to be proactive instead of reactive, you know, because once you have to be reactive, then you're backpedaling. So I wanted to be proactive with this. And, um, you know, th this is how I'm doing it is with exercise and eating. 
So, and when I see um, Gar from Gar Ropes, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, he I, I don't think he's going to mind me saying his age, but he's 80 years old and he's still playing in the dungeon. And I want to be 80 years old and still playing in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with being large. I have no interest in being tiny. You know, for me, losing the weight was about, um, I want to try suspension, but I don't want to do it being as big as I was. And that was, that's more about me. I know people do do it a larger size. I want to have stamina so that I can play all night if I want to. I want to be able to kneel, you know, and I can't do that in a larger size. I'm going to mm-hmm. wear my knees out faster, you mm-hmm. know, with more weight. I'm going to wear my hips out faster. So, you know, that, that's just, just me. I want to be healthy. So I'm taking my vitamins. I know I have anemia. That's probably the only thing I've got going on. And that's from the celiac. Right. So, now down in the dungeon earlier tonight, I saw a, a fellow, young fellow. Mm-hmm. They had him take his shirt off, and he's all buff and stuff. Oh, he was buff with the. Right, down <laughs> and the funny thing is, wow. now, I had never really been a gym person in my younger days, um, and hadn't really started going seriously until I was about forty-five. And I'm still not a serious gym person, right? Like some people I know, but I try and get in there every day when I can, and do a little cardio or do a little weightlifting and such. And, um, it's, you know, I told somebody, well, it's so hard to get started at 45. I'm not like these young guys that get started and they, you know, they're used to it. But, uh, what that person pointed out to me is, well, yeah, it is hard to get started when you're 45, but it's even harder to get started when you're 48 and it's even harder to get started Mm -hmm. when you're 50. So now that I'm turning 50, it's more, at least I've got some semblance of, uh, physical fitness that the gym is not this horrendous thing that's caused me pain and anguish every time I do it. Right, right. So, and then we try to even stay, um, or go to the gym or get something done almost daily when we're travel. Mm-hmm. So yesterday morning, we were in a hotel in Indy on our way here to Chicago and they had a gym. So we made sure to go, um, um, oh my God, I'm still hurting from my workout. <laughs> and um, so we made sure to get in there. Today at um, Kinky College, um, the hotel I love the gym here at this hotel. <laughs> Some hotels we stop at, the gyms are not so great, as in the treadmill thingies don't work <laughs> and the weightlifting mm-hmm. stuff. Let's just say it leaves a lot to be desired, so we end up putting on our walking shoes and go out and go walking a couple miles. But, um, yeah, that's that's kind of the goal. I, I want to be, you know, still playing when I'm older. Yeah, so. and, and like you said, Donna, it's not about being – showcase Mm-mm, size not it's not about you know uh making all the girls turn their heads when you walk by with your super pecs and all that jazz it's because regardless of how much time i spend in the gym i'm not getting my hair back mm-hmm. right time has taken away my long luscious locks <laughs> but i can like you said right i want to simply be able to get up in the morning without groaning and whining i want to be able to walk down you know, and spend some time in the dungeon or be able to sit in meditation for a while mm-hmm. without my body revolting. Um, and by addressing yourself physically, eating in a more health conscious way than perhaps we used to drinking some water, very simple maintenance kinds of things. It's funny. We talk about the, we do meditation daily as a maintenance for our emotional and mental state. There's nothing wrong with doing emo- uh, physical maintenance as well. 
Well, and actually, when uh, my mood gets funky, mm-hmm. I'll look back and recognize that I have not been exercising. So, and us- usually, once I start exercising again, I feel better. So, it absolutely is emotional maintenance as well. Now, do you think it's effective in a power exchange relationship for a master to say, slave, I want you to lose weight? Or, for that matter, for a master to say, or for a mistress to say, slave, I want you to quit smoking? I don't know. Um, I, I would... A lot of people will say, no, the person that's doing it needs to be the one to make the decision to do it or it's not going to work. But I still try my best. You have given me the order to lose weight before and it doesn't always work, but it's still in my head and I do try because I want to please you. So I think it's absolutely a motivator. So whether it continues to stay being a motivator, I don't know. I think it's up to the, you know what I mean? It, it's mm-hmm part of the the individual makeup so I think it could work in some instances and I want to say it would work easier with weight than smoking and I don't know why I'm thinking that you know to me I don't know that you could just order someone to stop smoking but I bet it's worked for some people they just needed the right motivator you know the fact that my losing weight pleases you keeps me on this track you know Mm. that I'm being watched it's not always helping me lose the weight, but I'm still going to the personal trainer. I'm still working out, and I still think of you when I do a lot of those things because I know that you're proud of me with the progress that I've made. Mm-hmm. So it's absolutely a motivator. Makes sense. I know from the leader, as a perspective of a leader in a power exchange relationship, I, can't, I am not comfortable telling you go to the trainer every day or twice a week unless I'm willing to go to the gym mm-hmm. and go to a trainer if I need to go to a trainer, right? So that's part of the part of the exchange and the you know, part of the, the balance of keeping us both healthy. If you're gonna lead, lead by example. Exactly. So and you have told me to listen to the trainer. I'm paying him. He knows what he's talking about. I you know, we both have uh, faith in him at this point, you know, that he continues to work me out. And then I'm to hold myself accountable. You know, that's that's kinda <laughs> That puts it back on me, which is where it needs to be, but I'm mm-hmm. still serving you by holding myself accountable. So, right. you know, so that's kind of neat. But, you know, back to the body thing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, I'm probably never going to be slim just because of the way I'm built. And because I've weighed so much at one time, I'm actually having to learn how to like my body again. Mm-hmm. So I had learned to like my body um, for the most part, when I was heavier, you know, I don't, I don't mind being a chubby girl. And, um, I had my moments of, um, not liking my body, of course, especially when it wouldn't do what I wanted it to do. And, um, but I'd gotten kind of comfortable with it. And then I started losing weight when I got sick and, um, and then kept it going. But now I like wearing the fetish clothes, but my body is different. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is 80 pounds lighter and the skin is still there and, you know, <laughs> everything has shifted. And, you know, so it is actually I'll hit a plateau. And sometimes I think it's more psychological than it is physical mm. because I have to get used to where my body is at the moment and accept it where it is and then take the next step. So that's actually kind of weird. I've talked to some people about it that have lost weight and they've had to do the same thing. So adjust to the new way it looks. But you seem to be okay with it. I'm still hot for you. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) 
Dawn, here we are at Kinky College, getting ready to get our kink on, getting ready to teach our first class of the day, right? We are. But I'm feeling a little, little run down after the uh -oh. drive. And to be honest, when I say run down, I'm not as hard as I like to be before <gasps> teaching a class. Oh, no. I could pop me a Viagra. I could pop a Cialis. <laughs> I could just get you to get on your hands and knees and get, well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or I wonder if there's some kind of herbal remedy. That'll take care of my advancing age and my sexual appetites. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be. And, wow. and for our <laughs> listeners, uh, my sexual appetites are higher than ever, just for clarity's sake. And um, that's what guys say, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Fortunately, we ran into Steve, who is the, are you the producer of HealthQuest podcast? You're the host? You're everything, basically. I'm everything. I'm the producer and the host. Um, I do the whole show, I record it, I edit it, I post it, so everything involved with the podcast I do. <laughs> I can relate with that. Um, and so tell me about, so HealthQuest podcast is about those herbal remedies and junk like that? Well, what, nutritional what supplements in general is the focus. So okay. my goal is to interview doctors, scientists, researchers, manufacturers, authors, anybody who... I can consider to be an expert in a certain aspect of nutrition. Okay. So if you're interested in nutrition, you may know that it's pretty confusing these oh, days yeah. to know what to take, what's a good company. We hear about products from China. We hear about products that are adulterated. We hear about products that are subpar quality. So consumers are confused about what they can rely on. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I try to interview people that have credentials, that understand the science, and can explain the differences between one product and another, and what the science tells us, because that's how we really start to have confidence that these products will do what we think they will do. We have many years of anecdotal evidence that these things are good. Going back actually hundreds and thousands of years, herbs and plants have been used as natural medicines, but we ne really never knew why they worked or how effective they were. So it's in looking at the science that we then start to understand that certain nutrients prepared in certain ways can be relied on to have certain results. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I try to do is bring people on who understand those things and then translate that into a form that the average consumer can understand. Fantastic. Hopefully, that's the goal. Let me just say, I love interviewing podcasters because I gave you a little <laughs> bone, and away you go. So that just makes my it's life easy. Nice. But let's let's get let's get down to talking about my dick. Okay. So there's a variety of things out there. I've heard you have problems. So let's see what we <laughs> oh, can do. No. <laughs> this podcast, apparently. Not for me, I promise. No, he admitted in his own <laughs> oh, presentations. Right. I, I know. I don't know why I said such a thing. Um, <laughs> So there's all this stuff out there that people tell me from a holistic viewpoint that I should be taking that will help my sex life. There's horny goat weed. There's maca powder. There, is that, am I saying that right? Yes, maca powder? right. Well, oh. maca is an herb, and so generally your herbs are going to be in powder form, but they could be liquid extracts. So you, you want to look at the form because even mm -hmm. in the studies, they'll determine that maybe a standardized extract is going to give better results than just the whole ground-up herb. So the way science is emerging is they're starting to look at specific compounds within these plants so they can be concentrated and therefore more likely to give better results. Okay. So when you look at products, you want to look at, is it a whole herb? Is it um, uh, just a powder? Is it a liquid? Is it an extract? Because all of those can give you different results and have different types of concentrations. 
So, but none of these are necessarily controlled. Like, if I go to buy a, a aspirin, right. the FDA has had their their mitts on it, and they said it's ninety percent this and twenty percent this and five percent that. The FDA is not good at math, apparently. But um, <laughs> with if I go to buy, for example, horny goat weed, right? right it could be ninety percent sawdust and a horny goat when I walked by it, and I could put the stamp horny goat weed on it. How do I know what I'm actually that what I'm getting from Walmart? or CVS is going to be different from what I'm getting from a, an actual nutritionist shop? Well, there's very likely going to be a difference. One of the problems that we have is not that these nutrients aren't regulated by the FDA. They actually are regulated, but not necessarily for potency or standardization. They're supposed to be regulated for purity, for what's on the label is what's in the product, and okay. that you're not getting an adulterated product, and that they're manufactured under good manufacturing practices. Those are the things that the FDA oversees. They're not going to oversee the claims that a company might make for a product. So what you will, the problem is that the science may say, this is good for such and such a thing, but if they don't tell you or if you don't understand that it's a certain extract or a certain concentration that does that, then you might buy something that's just powder and then wonder why it's not effective. Right. So having somebody that you can talk to that knows what they're talking about, that's going to be the difference often from what you find in a mass market store versus a dedicated nutrition center where they may have much better knowledge about the companies and the products and things like okay. that. So you want to buy from reputable companies, not just me too companies. So if you look for companies that have maybe have 40 years of history making herbal extracts, and this is what they do, then you're likely to find products that have some level of effectiveness. If you're buying from a company that doesn't have a physical address, that's just an <laughs> internet market or right. things like that, then you have no guarantee unless you get to know that company and learn a little bit more about them. So typically, if you don't know those things, which most people don't, then try to find somebody that maybe does know those things. And that's where a knowledgeable health food store may give you better insight and may point you into products that they've learned to be effective. That kind of advice you don't get on the internet and you don't get in the mass market. You only okay. get it from knowledgeable people. Great. One more question for you, if you don't mind. And if I, I have one friend that says I should try oysters. Okay. I have another friend that says, no, no, not oysters. You should try uh, the horny goat weed. Okay. I have another friend that says, no, 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 just put, let me put a finger up your ass. <laughs> right? <laughs> that wasn't an offer for the people walking in right now. How is it, but it seems to be that those things are all true and untrue. Well, it's that there's nothing that works for everybody. You know, we can have similar problems for a variety of reasons. You know, so you can have circulation problems that affect erections. You can have prostate problems that might affect it. You can have psychological problems that might affect it. You might have a drug that you're taking that might affect it. So all of those are different reasons why people can have difficulties. So there's no one thing that overcomes all of those. So in addition to picking a good product is determining whether that product actually is right for you. And that's where trial and error really is the only way to know. People ask me, 
just tell me what's the best. Right. And the right. best product is the one that works for you. I, my crystal ball won't tell me that, but my knowledge base will tell me that there's this, there's this, there's this, and there's this. You might find that one of these works particularly well for you. Maybe a couple of them will work mm -hmm. well for you. Maybe none of them will work for you because you have issues that nutrition doesn't address. And what nutrition does is it doesn't go fix your problem, like a Viagra causes a specific reaction, right. but it doesn't actually help your body function better overall, right. whereas the nutritional approach is more designed, in my mind, to help your body function better. And if you find the right combination of nutrients, the body can do amazing things when it's well-nourished. So if you have things that can be addressed by this, then you find out by giving them an opportunity to work. And that's really the only way to know. You choose those products based on some kind of criteria. What is that? Well, if you've learned that these things that you named all have possibilities, mm -hmm. well, then you might do a little research and you go, oh, you know, this sounds a lot like what I'm dealing with. I'm going to try that and then try to get one that has high quality, has a good company behind it uh -huh. so that you can have some confidence that that product is designed and made well. I feel like, Steve, I, I feel like we're just hitting the, the tip of the iceberg, so I'm going to need more information. Tell me the name of the podcast again. It's called healthquestpodcast.com. Fantastic. And I hope all of our listeners finish listening to Erotic Awakening, but then go listen to your podcast as well. Well, I've recommended you to others because I've enjoyed so much what you do, and thank you so much for the opportunity. Our awesome. pleasure. Thank you. Fantastic. Now